Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing. Uh, joining me this week, we've got Lexi. Wow, you didn't you didn't add anything. Like you just are, are moving right along here. What the hell? I've got one, but I f- if I just say it, it's going to derail. And I realized I need to do in- introductions first because I'm a you professional. Really, don't is the thing. Uh, <laughs> we've got Emily. I'm Emily of Courage. <laughs> I'm Where Emily of Heart. Oh, I'm good, Emily good. of Wisdom. Oh, good. You're going to have you. to keep this up all podcast. I'm demanding. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've, got, we've got Mike. See, the thing about having a funny thing that you do every week is that eventually, if you never do the default, it's not the default anymore. Well, the thing that happened is that I realized none of them were funny, and also they were derailing the part where we introduce people. And every episode is someone's first yada yada yada. Point is, I got hit in the head by a bird yesterday. Fuck. And I wanted and wow. I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> because I don't listen, I know I have a reputation for weird <laughs> shit happening to me, but uh I posted on Twitter, hey, a bird flew into my head, and the reaction I mostly got was of course it did. <laughs> yep. And hey now, I, <laughs> hey now, I showed concern. Yes, you wanted to make sure the bird was okay. The bird was fine, <laughs> as far as I could tell. It flew off. But I wanted, And what's more, like, hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. <laughs> right. Also, but like seriously, is it that bad that I say that and the reaction is like, yeah, of course the bird flew in your fucking head. <laughs> it's pretty like, bad. I mean... Is it, you have a reputation, Zach. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it. The, the thing is, like, I'm sure everybody has embarrassing shit happen to them, but only you tell us about it on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, so that's you, big, Zach, you've dug this hole for yourself. <laughs> it's my fault, huh? And yeah. I mean, in fairness, some of it is on us because we encourage it, and we're frankly just assholes to you constantly. But <laughs> I, I also personally, I just don't have anything that matches up with running face first into a stop sign and getting hit ahead of a bird. <laughs> Like, I don't have anything that matches that, to be honest. <laughs> the, the part that, that made me happiest about it is 
like replaying it in my head and essentially so what happened was I was running because this is always how it starts and <laughs> there was like a low hanging branch and there was a bird that was in it and you know what birds are supposed to do is see you and and fly away cuz they don't want to be near you cuz they're birds. Oh that's fine. I think this was the Zack of birds cuz he was very <laughs> he was very unobservant and didn't realize that I was there until I was like 3 feet away from him. Then saw me and went, oh shit, gotta get out of here, and took <laughs> off directly into my head. So, like, I guess I met my bird soulmate, and the, of, what, go ahead, Lexi. Oh, I was just gonna say, so it went into flight or fight mode and said, why choose? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bird like the, used I, dive bomb I, on I, Zach's I, head. I'd like to think that the bird saw you coming and was like, "Fuck you!" In particular, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy just. I'm willing like to sacrifice sucks. myself to mess up this guy's day. <laughs> I mean, the, in fairness, your hair kind of looks like a very good nest, like a oh, really, yeah. like a really high quality nest that a mother b- bird spent like a lot of time on. I don't want to turn this into too much of a of a Zach's spotlight but okay i'm gonna break in it's another fucking story uh, uh, break 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 in story <laughs> okay story i went to the, i got a haircut yesterday and the lady was like okay so you want me to um do the sides with a, a buzzer and then and cut the top down and i was like yeah and she was like well the style now is to leave the top a little bit longer and i was like yeah with my hair that doesn't really work and then she looked at me and was just like, okay, fine, whatever, started. And then, like, halfway through, the next thing she said to me after 20 minutes of silence or 10 minutes or whatever was, yeah, this would look real goofy if it was too tall. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, just just take what you can get with your hair. I'm happy to still have mine. And, like, mine, yeah. mine just straight up looks like a koosh ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I'm, listen. You know that fucking ridiculous hair that like Ben Stiller has in the Zoolander movies. That's just what my hair does see, if I let it get you, longer than like an inch. Yeah, but you could just dude. pretend it's on purpose at least. I mean, you could just lean into it. I I feel like I am getting to the age where I'm like, well, I got it at least. <laughs> but yeah, it's a little frustrating sometimes. Anyway, my hair is incredible. Your hair rules. It, is. I, it takes like I, it takes like three hours to dry in the morning, but goddamn if it doesn't look amazing. It does. It's funny because uh, man, some more behind the scenes. My wife asked me to ask Lexi how she do her hair that good, and the answer was uh, don't shampoo it every day. Unfortunately, I live where ninety percent humidity is every day. Yeah, <laughs> and and Adrian was like, okay, I'll give that a shot. Nope, can't do that here. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> Turns into a frizz mess. Anyway. Now, okay, so here's the thing. It's going to. Um, yeah. Because when you shampoo every day, it strips the oils from your hair. So when you stop, all of a sudden your hair doesn't have anything, like, keeping it under control. You got to wait, give it enough time for those oils okay. to replenish. And then it'll kind of start taking care of itself again. Maybe when we go on some kind of vacation, we'll just do, do I, no uh, Also, also conditioner and after, like aftershower product so like some sort of a, a gel or something to keep it soothed down that stuff will be fine and that can kind of help you in that interim period okay um, anyway this has been hair care with lexi hair 
yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's better. <laughs> I was okay, s- I want to know if and what kind of jingle Eric comes up with for hair care with Lexi. <laughs> well, Emily, I mean, go ahead. Sorry, I was I was gonna say that like I I, well, I remember hearing on like the first episode of TMR, uh, Julie gave like similar advice for hair care, and I've I tried I started doing that, and I'm still doing it where I don't wash it all the time, but my hair still seems to like frizz up, like after like a day of. Of after I washed it, so I'm thinking maybe I should do it more often, just because my hair is different. I don't know. Well, the other thing to look into is like conditioners and other products you can add in because everyone's hair is different. Yeah, I um, do use conditioners. I use a leave-in one too, and yeah, cause yeah, depending on like how how thick it is and you know how curly it is and you know million other factors. Like, there's no solid just. Yeah. These this these are the steps anyone can follow to good hair. For if sure. anyone tells you that there's a universal perfect trick, they're trying to sell you something. Yeah. So I was saying I should try to experiment more. And yeah. but my hair will always be an infinite tangle. Uh, it yeah. will never not yeah. tangle. Oh, I'll, do I'll, not I'll... get it twisted, unlike my <laughs> hair, which is constantly creating knots. Oh, it's ridiculous. I like I just I just combed it two seconds later. I put my hair, my, my hand for my hair, and it's like, it's caught 16 times. Oh, yeah, no, so, it's, it's, it's absurd. Last thing I'll say, and then we need to move on from hair. Uh, I have what one might call a white boy fro, and my wife at one point was like, just grow it out. If you grow it out long enough, it'll fall down. That's how it works. And I was like, okay. And uh, <laughs> I let it go for about four months until I just looked like I had an undyed clown wig on. <laughs> and she was like, okay, you can stop. And I was like, thank you so much. Okay, what you so should have those, done you know is those... dye your hair to be a dyed clown wig. <laughs> yeah. You and know paint those... your nose red every morning. It's, it's about fireworks season. So you know those... um. Little like snake things where you light them and they like fizz up. Are you trying to get Zach to light his hair on fire? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. <laughs> every once in a while, you'll get one of those that, for whatever reason, doesn't like doesn't start curling, so it'll just shoot straight up and just keeps going until it like breaks off. And I assume that's what Zach's hair would do. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's just so, like a helmet. Before we actually move on, I want this to be an abject <laughs> lesson for Zach. Because he was uh-huh. like, I don't want to do a bit, because otherwise we'll fart around for a whole long time <laughs> yeah, at the start. Yeah, this way longer than it usually to is. To be fair, okay. we gave introductions pretty quickly. Yes. All right. So, now, let's move on. Uh, this week, we have an actor spotlight, I think, according an to Mike. actor's spotlight, I believe. Yeah. So, this week, um, we've talked about it before, so it's not really a spoiler. Also, the show's 25 years old. But, uh... This week we find out that the Gold Ranger is an alien slash three aliens that's one person. Uh, Spoilers! And, no, I just said it wasn't. That's how it works on the internet. Uh, Mike, you did some research. Gimme. I mean, very basic research insofar (laughs) as I went to Ranger Wiki and then I found that these guys have separate IMDB pages. Uh, so we're that's t- that's the level of rigor that the show deserves. Also, yes. we started doing this research like five minutes before recording because I mentioned that maybe we should look into it. Yeah, maybe we should Again. look up who these people are. What the show mm. deserves. Yeah, so the deal is, I thought it was a special effect, so I didn't even consider it. But no, it's triplets, which is yeah. So okay, uh, today we are going to meet Trey of Triforia, and the plan is called Triforia uh. because. It's about they fucking love threes there, I guess. 
Uh, Zelda's their favorite game. They all yeah. play Zelda. <laughs> so, so I actually I talked to Cameron of um of Book of Medora on uh, oh on Audio Entropy. Check it out because I asked him when the first mention of the Triforce was specifically because I know it's in the first game, but of the courage, wisdom, uh, power. Trifecta. Oh, it's gotta be like around Link to the Past, right? I think it was the first one. Yeah, no, it's not in the first one. In the first one, you're collecting pieces of one of the three Triforces. Yeah, but doesn't it mention the Triforce of Power of Ganon? (sighs) He said, and you know who knows. uh, I trust. He's usually. I trust him too. He said it was not until later, but that he believed it would be like right around the same time. So it probably is just a coincidence that two of the three match. Well, also, because like the Triforce of Courage gets mentioned in Zelda Two, because that's what you're trying to get. And I yes. thought it was mentioned in Zelda One because in the Zelda cartoon, Ganon has a Triforce of Power, and they have the Triforce of Wisdom. Guys, guys, so, guys, like, guys, guys, we're getting way off track here. We should be getting off track in like. 40 minutes when we actually get to the scene in the show. Okay, fair enough. There's yeah. three trays. Theoretically, we've been doing an actor spotlight for like two or three minutes. Yes. There's, <laughs> so, okay, so there's... I don't think we've even said the name of the actor yet. Yes, we sorry, have go not. So, Trey of Triforia, who is of a race of aliens that is made up of three people who are identical, fused together, but they're like each aspects of the person, whatever, uh, played by uh, triplets by the name of Tom... Tim and Ted DiFilippo. Boy, their parents were assholes. Oh, boy, that's yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Uh, and uh, so in addition to Ranger Wiki and their uh, separate IMDb pages, they also have DiFilippoTriplets-blog.tumblr.com, uh, which has not been updated since 2014. Uh, but their most recent ask is someone asking them, do you still have a construction company? And the response is no, exploring other opportunities at the moment, good times. Uh, they well, also have a page on some, I guess, Toku fan page called Henshin Grid. And it lists them under, the tag is attractive actors. Okay. So, okay. Handsome, dude. handsome yeah, dudes. Handsome dudes, plural, yes. Mm. Uh, so anyway, so... To be clear, their filmographies are identical, but they still have separate pages uh, on IMDb surprised. because they're separate people. You know, you know, they're they're separate people. They should have separate pages. It would pages. be bizarre if they didn't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I was gonna say, like, I'm not surprised this is their only acting thing because because uh, in the bloopers, which is one of the one of the ways that I was like, that's definitely not an effect because it has like two of them in a blooper. Um, they're telling them not to look at the camera and to look at David. Like David, just David yeah. Frank. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, fun bit before I actually get to their their actual uh, filmographies. Uh, for all three of them, the bit of trivia on IMDb is just listing the other two brothers. And, <laughs> oh uh, wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. They're full. They're full oeuvre uh, for all three of them. Uh, playing Trey of Triforia in four episodes of Power Rangers Eo. Uh. Playing triplets in the TV Boy, series. They really, Step- should have, they really should have tried to get that reduced down by one, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, Wait, what? yeah, it would have been better. Uh, they were in the TV series Step by Step, uh, an episode okay. called Macho Man, uh, where they played triplets and uh, were each just cast with their actual names. Tom, I Tim, and Ted played Tom, I, Tim, and Ted. I can't describe how much I love that 
they have only ever been in things as triplets. That's I mean, kind of great. It's like, whatever work you can get. Yeah. Uh, they were also in the TV series Boy Meets World in the episode The Honeymoon is Over, where they are credited as male triplet number one, number two, and number three. Great. I was really hoping they'd have a T name again, because it's so yeah. far it's always been that. Well, I mean, <laughs> triplet. Yeah, but here's 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 where things really get wild. Because the fourth thing, and the, the final thing, because I only have the four things. Once not again, only is it should a mo- have quit once or one earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not only is it a movie instead of a TV show, but they're actually not playing triplets. They're playing twins. Oh, <laughs> oh named, interesting. <laughs> named, uh, named Juan Lopez number one and Juan Lopez number two in Major oh. League Back to the Minors. So, so uh, did all three of them play the two characters? I believe so. Awesome. They're just credited I, I as number one and number it's an two. Adult version of the situation with like the Olsen twins on Full House. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. It, I, it, that it, makes and I mean, sense. like, yeah. So you you have you have twins playing triplets and Italian guys playing Spanish people. I think I guess they're supposed to be Mexican, probably. Uh, which is exactly what I would expect from what I assume is the third major league movie. Yeah, that's the third one. I haven't seen that one, and I have seen the first two major league movies a bunch. Uh, so, cool. There you go. I genuinely was surprised to hear it was three people. It, But now that we looked into it, the effect is too good for it to have been an effect. Well, plus, like, <laughs> what, what I said off air was that, like, there's no reason to have it be three people... Unless they just happen to have triplets. I mean, yeah, Emily, Emily pointed listen. out, and she's right. This would have been a wild reach for them to write into the script and then come up with like a special effects way to pull off, rather than just it's, you know have it be a guy. Hey y'all, <laughs> it's fucking weird anyway. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but like this is a hey, we've got triplets. Let's do something with that. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about it. Obviously, we we maybe skipped ahead too much talking about the three. Oh, there's aspects, plenty of else to talk about in this episode. Well, we'll talk about it a little <laughs> bit more. Um, this is episode thirty-three, Revelations of Gold, and boy, so let's 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 oh, let's say great. this. It opens let's say great. this <laughs> right up front. Let's say this right up front. We've spent for a while now. Been so frustrated at how long they've drug out this Gold Ranger mystery. And now that we finally have... Oh, well, you haven't been here, but we we have been very annoyed by it. Yeah, I feel like it's been going at a pretty pretty good clip. He showed (laughs) up, there was like a couple episodes where he's doing stuff, it was a mystery, and now now we know who he is. (sighs) Just watch watch every like fifth episode of the show. (laughs) We we finally get the answers, and they all suck and are confusing. I love them. This episode was fantastic. I love it. This episode, episode, here's the thing. I want to say this. The way that the last two episodes have taken Power Rangers from, like, it's a show about teenagers, and yeah, there are aliens, but, like, don't really worry about what that means in, in terms of cosmology. There's just some bad aliens. To... Oh, you're. This is some like bad Star Trek shit, huh? In two episodes, basically. Yeah. It like obviously they were going that way already with the equations, but like this makes it all of a sudden. I don't know. There's something about the way that a fucking kids show with you know big puppet costumes 
well, all of a sudden was just like, you know what? Fuck it. We've been doing this for four years, and now we're a space epic. I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, like, so here's here's a weird thing. Uh, outside of when a, a villain shows up, and even sometimes when a villain shows up, generally speaking, whenever we get into like the greater cosmology of the Power Rangers universe, it's usually some kind of event. You know, the Alien Rangers was uh, was a mini series. Like we we have a sweeping thing where we go to another planet to meet Ninja or so on and so forth. It's usually some kind of event and usually a multi-parter. And like that's still the case here because this is the reveal of like you know and set up for the actual sixth Ranger for the season. But it's still weird because, like, as we get more and more of these and the extended universe of Power Rangers, which, God, that's a mouthful. Like, it, uh-huh. it, it's just, it's, it gets more and more convoluted and complicated. And the fact that this show has never had anyone give a shit about trying to keep its, like, lore straight. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's never cared about keeping things straight. But now that they're throwing in crazy shit, like, like you cannot care about keeping things straight with... It's kind of like we've been talking, you know, not on this podcast lately, some of us, about how the first couple Harry Potter books, it's like, none of this really makes sense, but it doesn't matter because it's like a kid's story and that's fine. And then when it tries to expand and be this really serious, like, war allegory, it doesn't really hold together. They're not trying to be serious with this, but they are all of a sudden being like, also, there's other races of, like, peacekeeping aliens and, like, evil bounty hunters that work for different empires, depending on who pays them, and all these big concepts, and also, we don't care. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things where as soon as this other stuff matters for a plot... It gets you thinking about the universe they've set up in ways that they never expected you to. Right. And They're it's, throwing it's, out these giant concepts, but also, like, no one even wrote down on a piece of paper, like, these are the things in play. Like, no one I gave, gave a shit. you that's it's, not in the fucking Power Rangers lore Bible. No, yeah, of course it's, not. It's the fact that, like, we are, like, for all intents and purposes, four and a half seasons in, and now they're they're kind of, like, of just not caring, and now they're suddenly, like... They're kind of trying, and it's it's like it kind of fits with Zach's Harry Potter example. It's hard to go back and like try and clean this shit up after the fact. And right. like, I know that they're trying because why the fuck else would the equations be in this episode? Yeah, because like yeah, they're kind of trying. Yeah, because like but... like spoiler warning for what we're gonna get to. The Gold Ranger crash lands on Aquatar briefly. There's no reason for us to have that detour except Other to remind than, the audience that yeah. the equations still exist. So let's talk about the episode now that we kind of talked about what it does. Um, sorry, Lexi, Lexi, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't escape them. Uh, I mean, she yeah. did escape the last one. Yes, that's true. So, I thought I was free. <laughs> nope, never. Uh, so we start with some. This is, by the way, I think the most CGI we've ever seen it's in a single so episode of Power Rangers. Well, Bad good. Most CGI <laughs> is a very generous way to put it. It's the there's, most obvious CGI. There's, say, there's a quantity of CGI. It yes. runs for a while, but I wouldn't say there's a lot of CGI here. I okay. mean, there's a full-on space here's, chase, basically. Here's the thing with the animation. Like, the the renders themselves are, like, adequate for the time. It's just they're animated so poorly. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, no, the animation part mm. is the real problem. It is... Yeah. 
It is CG that looks like uh, models on wires. Right, so it, what we it have looks like is... they, they pre-rendered the models and then just like dragged them around the yes! screen. Right, like, I that's exactly what's a cursor. So, so basically, we have a bunch of the Verox uh, that we met last last week. A bunch oh, of okay. Uh, so these are this is a known thing. This isn't yeah. Last, so last, last week episode, they like there we met one, of, these one guys. of them and it was sort of implied they were part of a bigger group but not really shown i thought now it was the have, one guy when i saw it but yeah yeah now we have a whole like race i guess of these alien bounty hunters we'll find out that look that like they're bounty predators. hunters they look like predators i i thought it was just me but yeah my wife even was like is that just a predator so yeah no, it's out. it's super a robot predator like yeah like if if I forget when when Predator was Predator was a downloadable character in Mortal Kombat once, right? Uh huh. Yes. Did it did it have like alternate costumes and was any of them a robot? <laughs> well, the thing is that the what you think of as the Predator face is a mask, and then they take it off, and then they have that like crab face under it, so it just yeah. looks like the the mask that Predators wear. But I'm a just little saying, more like, robotic, if someone did basically. like as a gimmick. You know, a robo predator, and I'm certain yeah. it's happened in one of the like, just look like shitty that. comic books based on it or something, like. That this is that's what this looks like. It's it's what if the, the predator was a there's robot? Gotta, there's got to be a predator terminator from one of the alien yeah. predator terminator crossover. That stuff is weirdly nonsense. deep. I'm sure there's been a terminator predator. That's basically what this looks like. So they are chasing and shooting at uh, at Pyramidus. Can I just uh, say? I think just about every episode of Zeo I've actually watched lately has opened up in media res, and I yeah, kind of nice. love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a nice change of pace. I love tuning in and going, okay, what the actual shit, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're chasing him. This is where what Emily and Lexi mentioned is really bad. The, the spaceships don't look like bad for a kid's show in 1994. It's just that they literally look like they're being slid across <laughs> the sky. They honestly um, might be. They might not have had the budget to actually do computer-generated, like, animation like, yeah it, this could be a fucking donkey kong situation where yeah, they exactly fucking made the renders and then assembled the the actual footage manually right so they they are chasing him down and trying to shoot him down we we get a little inside shot of the cockpits where they're talking to each other and again as last week they're trying to take the gold rangers powers this is where it hit me really hard that it's weird that there, I guess there's nothing about the Gold Ranger, the character, that like forces him to be part of a team. But it's weird to call him the Gold Ranger when you don't know about any other Rangers. Like it's just a weird. Well, I, mean, I don't know. It seems to be what he calls himself. Like, I guess that's true. And yeah. also, like one of the most, I would say one of the most famous, like fictional characters to be called a ranger was notorious for being by himself. Yeah, the True. lone ranger. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Like I, you're, just, just, you're just applying yeah. your a prior, priori knowledge of the Power Rangers as a thing. It's, it's still weird that, like, every other time you have a group of rangers, their powers all come from the same place, and this is just another guy who, like, his suit just happens to look like theirs for whatever reason. Really does it really doesn't, though. He- it doesn't well, look that much like the other Rangers it, suits, It's yeah. different enough, I guess, but yeah. It, anyway, but, I mean, it just like, bugs me. I don't me. know, I'm, I'm headcanoning that, like, 
he has a piece of the Zeo crystal, like his race or something. Had his one, staff like, or something is one for some reason. It, like, yeah. it, like, it also like their zords are compatible somehow. So like, well, at, a minimum, crystal, at a minimum, like I, I would be inclined to say if anything, his people just happen to tap into the same like section of the Morphin grid. Yeah. As the Zeo crystal does, because like, in the like extended Power Rangers universe, which is a hell of a thing to say, yeah. Um, like in the comics recently, I, you know, I was reading about a new ranger they introduced in the comics who is was uh, the ranger. only ranger of her, you know, people or yeah. whatever, one person team. This, that shit's cool. <laughs> was yeah, yeah. So she like she was tapping into a piece of the morphing grid, uh, through some artifact. Or whatever, but was like all by herself, and like met up with a bunch of other rangers that were from various teams, and like yeah. the, the way the lore, the modern lore at least, is structured is it do- doesn't make it weird for there to be just other Power Rangers out there. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. It's it's just that the, he whatever he has taps into it in a similar way, which is I, fine. I just want to say that the whispered rev- revenants you had for the. The Soul Ranger was adorable, Zach. I love the Soul Ranger. It's a <laughs> really cool design. Cool is the thing. Uh, if you have not, if you don't read the comics, just Google Solar Ranger. It's a cool ass design. Okay, so um, this whole thing is kind of weird because, like, they want to remind you that Gold, uh, Goldar and Rito exist because they just show them kind of spying on a family. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was with this? Why and they're are they like, here? What are they I doing? Well, the thing is. Bulk and Skull don't use them very much, so I guess they just get bored and they just like go. They just go around. and peep on families. Yeah. Well, so so here's the thing. Rito is like, ah, oh, gee, Goldar, the families are great, aren't they? We've got to have a family somewhere, right? Because here's the and, and Goldar just kind of brushes it off because Goldar doesn't have a family. Goldar, Goldar is just Goldar. Also, Rito misses his sister think. and his dad. Yeah. Well, the thing they do in this is, it, and I will admit that the, the previous scenes with them have been like, hey, where do we come from? Like, they have talked about that since they've been amnesiacs. Um, but yeah, they see a family and go like, I wonder who our family is. That is happening while a fucking space battle is happening above them. Also, and- also Adam and Tanya are like there. <laughs> And they're teaching a class, I think, or part of a like a karate class, basically. Like, do you know how much trouble could have been saved by them just looking over to the bushes and noticing Rito and Goldar and going, "What the hell are Rito and Goldar doing here?" I know it's all crazy that they are just. And the other thing is, there's no reason for this. But it's not like the Gold Ranger knows they're there and he's trying to get their help. They just happen to fly over yeah, Adam is- and Tanya. At the risk of jumping ahead 20 seconds, this is immediately before they, like, leave Earth altogether. Like, yes, why yeah. the hell? No, and also, uh, Tanya and Adam, who are with a group of children, just scream, look, it's the Gold Ranger. No, hold on, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to call attention to this, because Tanya watches this battle happening, watches the ships, like, flying, ducks, and she's like, Look, and then she looks back up and is like, it's the Gold Ranger. Like, she had to check to see who it was. <laughs> yeah, as if it could be another random-ass space battle. Yeah. So I mean, you never question. know with these these space pyramids, you know? Let me they're, ask you a question. They're so interchangeable. Does Pyramidus not have guns on it? No, it's just got fists. 
I guess so, doesn't because it doesn't shoot back. Blast, like, when it does its finishing moves? It yeah, it but shoot. it turns into a robe, like a robot. Yeah, first. like, right now, uh, right now, those those blasters are, like, folded up inside it somewhere. Yeah, I guess it can't do anything when it's in ship mode. Well, also, um, also, hasn't there been a, a running thing with, like, or, like, they talk about in the episode about his energy levels are dropping? Like, maybe he literally can't afford to fire. Um... Not really yet. That comes kind of comes up later, I think. But yeah, so at this point, we we cut up to the moon, and I love how like the last couple episodes, King Mondo and the Machine Empire have really seemed like not important. <laughs> like <laughs> they're kind of off to the side of what's actually happening. Uh, which be honest, is pretty this funny really to me. Change this episode. No, that's true. Uh, and basically, King Mondo is like, well, I mean, I don't know what's going on, really, but I do know that uh, when they're chasing and weakening the Gold Ranger, we can probably kill him. I, I do also- like his response to the status report, because they're like, oh, yeah, these uh, these Varrox bounty hunters are chasing uh, the Gold Ranger. He's like, what? Who are they working for? They're not on my payroll this month. Like, yeah. he's outraged <laughs> that mercenaries would take jobs from other people. Yeah. Um, and also he mentions, it well, is a good question a, though. Like they're bounty hunters. They they're doing for? this for somebody. Who is it for? I mean, do I we honestly, ever find out? No, I kind of figured that this was like, they just were like, well, I mean, we could just take his power and then we'll be better bounty no, hunters. No, no, like, they, I don't they think... specifically, I mean, they're specifically doing this for someone and like, oh, okay. I assume I the, that. in like the production justification or whatever is just it's an implication that you know the gold ranger exists outside the plot of the show and this is you know his own running thing he's got some fucking hydro hog analog well Well, the 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 sort of explanation we get and i say sort of for good reason but like the sort of explanation we get is that these varix fighters are basically automatons they're sicked on a target and then they're not going to stop until the target is dead. And then when the target is dead, they're like, well, we're done. Back to, like, default. Let's head home. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, clearly they're working for someone. And I just think it's kind of... I think it's weird that none of the characters seem to care who it is. It, well, the whole thing with... it, You know what, Lexi? You're right. It does sort of seem like the gold... Like, Trey, the Gold Ranger is from a different show and he's just this is like a crossover with a non-extant plot basically and then he's gonna go away and we'll never see him again oh and shit. he goes off to do his own shit so maybe trey is just like this is his nemesis he made there like last week when he sees the Verox, he's like oh shit this is my fight so yeah, I think it's just that this is something we don't find out about, and it doesn't really matter to the Power Rangers, so they don't talk about it, but it's Trey's deal. So here's like, here's a weird thing. It, this just hit me. If this is the case, and like again, we're going to see later that the Variks, like they stop chasing him because they think he's dead, those guys are going to go back to report to whoever hired him, tell that whoever that is, whatever that entity is, that the Gold Ranger is dead, and because of shit with, that Trey's going to be dealing with like just kind of being stuck on Earth for a while... Uh, and having to give his powers to Jason, yada, yada, yada. Wait, I'm sorry, to like, who? You, we'll see. <laughs> um, like, 
he's not going to go back to deal with his shit until like after Zio is over. So that entity is going to like think it's got free reign for a while, and then Trey's going to get back to home to Triforia, and like everything's going to go- have gone to shit. <laughs> yeah, I like this. Someone write me some Trey fit. Yeah, fan it's fiction. the fucking scouring of Triforia. Yeah, the hero, of at the end of the hero's journey, comes back and finds out that war has followed him yeah. home. So also, he's gonna get also, home, and his whole planet's gonna be a smoldering crater. And he won't have any powers either because he like gave right. it to the Power Rangers. I mean, he, so. he'll get them back at the end of the season. The so thing. Mondo also wow. mentions Just that he spoiling has spoiling everything. Mondo also mentions he has a new, powerful robotic technology. He spends he a lot of time it, talking about this. Zero yes, time showing it off. That specifically three times in this episode, and not tell us what it is. <laughs> um, we we then cut to more chasing, more getting shot. Uh, we see the Gold Ranger in his ship, just being like, "Shit, fuck." It's bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess in like a couple uh, seconds they just made their way to Aquatar because it's just like a hop, skip, and a jump. Well, yeah, I mean, Earth. listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing we can learn from fucking aliens with battleborgs, it's that Aquatar is like next door. Yeah, the, they do show them briefly going to like a hyperspace type thing, but what's weird I mean, is yeah, it's literally just fucking yeah, hyperspace. hyperspace stars. But what I will say is they shoot, so they shoot him down. We see him, like, you know, re-entering, basically. Uh, they, he crashes in the ocean. I like in the crashing animation, it, like, skips ahead a few frames right before it hits the water. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> they, they show him crashing in the ocean. He sinks. And none of this, like, not until after we cut back to the command center in a little bit, and Zordon says something, does anything say this is Aquatar? Yeah, I thought it was Earth no, until that. No, that's not true at all. Immediately after he sinks, we cut to the Varox fighters. They're like, well, he's deep in the oceans of Aquatar. Oh, Guess he's you're dead. right. Yes. And then they yes, fuck sorry. off because they just, they just assume he's, do- he's dead. So, so, right. So that raises a couple questions. A, do they not know that, like, people live in the oceans there? Do they not care? Like, do they not realize that there. he's inside the ship, which probably is still functional? Like, they didn't even bother <laughs> right. to check for vital signs. Yeah. They're, and then, I'm going to say powers, it. Which is, like, their whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to say it. They're really shitty at their job. Yeah, also, they wanted the powers. Good point. So, they just did a bad job. Uh, the well, other also, thing they is, got totally chumped by the basic-ass Megazord last week. So, like, the Varys right. fucking suck. They're not right. worth they're, the price. They're not very good. But the other thing is, like... So, yeah, they don't say what's happening until he's already sunk, it, which for a little bit I was just like, okay, that's pretty fucking wild. He's just trapped on a random planet in the ocean, and then they're like, it's Aquatar. And I'm like, oh, well, then I, mean, I know Zach, exactly what happens. realized, because conservation of, like, storytelling is, yeah. well, if we've... I'll, I mean, sure. I'll be honest, it was a great big blue planet. I just thought it was Earth. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I did too. <laughs> so... Then we cut to the command center, and Billy's like, oh, uh, he's down in the whatever sea, the Nevian Sea on Aquatar. Because, you know, uh, Billy spent some time there, and he wants to show off his knowledge. Um, it's an Aquatar. Then- I've been there. You know, <laughs> Billy, we've seen your slideshows like five times. That's where me and sister had our third date. <laughs> he's, he's like a fucking anime fan who just went to Japan for a week, and he gets back, and he's like, yeah, I totally know the culture now. Oh, God. Yeah, Billy went there because he wanted to uh, get an authentic Aquitian boyfriend. 
Oh, no! Because he's the... Don't damage their pure relationship. He's the, he's the space version of a weeaboo. God. Um... So okay, what, lose, what what is, what is the term for Aquaboo? I have that, been racking my brain trying to figure this out. Just keep Aquaboo? going. Aquaboo? No, absolutely <laughs> <Jeez>. not. <laughs> so we they they they're like, oh shit, we've lost signal. Uh, and then and then that's when Zordon says, by the way, uh, Verox only call off when their target's dead, and everybody goes, oh shit, no, he can't be. And then we cut to Bulk and Skull because we need to break some tension. They're back in their punk clothes, yeah, I which is it was nice. Weird too. Well, that's because I mean, uh, it's nice, they but don't, it's kind of weird. They don't have they don't have any cases. They're they're in their civvies. Hey, how fucking wild is it that Detective Stone is just like, yeah, I trust you guys. Just like hang out in the in the detective. Listen, if the two episodes of this arc I've seen are any indication. They have been doing a very good job of maintaining the illusion of, um, <laughs> like, being able to run this office. Like, they had a yes. whole sophisticated w- Lieutenant Stone warning system set up. <laughs> That's true. I mean, um, they, they did, oh, right on this. I mean, they fucked up, but, like, they fixed the safe a- episode, like, where they had to save. So they've done some successful detectiving, I guess. <laughs> I, will, I will now give uh, maybe my favorite... Um, Ranger Wiki note I've ever seen, which is that the comic book that Skull is reading in this scene, Tales from Space, is a prop from Back to the Future. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, I, I, I actually kind of recognize it. Um, so that's neat. Anyway, they're reading comics. They talk to Detective Stone and say, "Yeah, yeah, nothing's going on. We're doing fine." Uh, you say they're doing s- paperwork. Yes. And they also talk about the fact that, like, they just haven't gotten a case in a while. Yeah, so here's what's weird. Why the fuck does Skull... Why is Skull, like, sad that they haven't gotten a case? He doesn't want to lose his job. Yeah, so that's what... Are they, like, making money and need to pay rent at this point? Well, they better be making money. They better be making money. (laughs) They're working for him. Like, this isn't, like, some junior police bullshit where they could maybe get away with it. He's their straight-up private detective. Do they still go to high school or no? Like, do they drop out off screen? We've never been able to figure that out. (laughs) Yeah, it's just weird. For, like, two years, that's been the question. Yeah. I think they're high school dropouts. I think they are too, honestly. I think they got a job and they were like, why do we need to go to high school? We have work. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, anyway, listen, if they um, can get a job without a high school diploma, more power to them. Yeah. Uh, Goldar and Rito bust in and are like, hey, is it uh, coast clear? Which, and if it like, wasn't, it's a little late, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, what did we tell you? And they're like, oh, it's fine. Also, uh, so here you go. And then they dump out a bunch of garbage that they collected. <laughs> Literally garbage. So yeah. th- here's the thing. This is adorable. They want to hire their, like, dads, I guess. I don't really know exactly uh, no, what they consider them. No, that's way too familiar a term for what <laughs> is essentially slave owners. Yeah, they're slave masters. Sure. Okay. They want to hire them uh, to find their parents. Uh, and they don't know how money works, so they just give them a bunch of garbage, and they I go, like here's how, your payment. I like how one of them says, there's plenty more where that came from, as <laughs> uh, Bulk is pulling a, like, a fucking cartoon-ass 
fish Dead bones fish. with the tail yeah. and uh, face still attached. <laughs> yeah, it's real silly. Uh, and they're they're like, yeah, we want you to find our family. And Bulk and Skull are like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so we literally don't have anything else to do, and uh, maybe it'll stop them from dumping garbage on our desks. Well, yeah. so, so here's the thing. I actually really like this as a character moment for Bulk and Skull, because they could just... Like, if they really wanted to, they could just tell Bulk and Skull, they, they could just tell Rito and Gold, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll go look, and then just go fart around, you know, and just not do it, and just lie to them. But no, they straight up go out there like, I've got literally no other idea what to do. Let's just, I guess, drive around the town and see if we can find anything. Listen, like, they, get, they make a real effort to try and do this. If there's anything yeah. that's consistent about Bulk and Skull, it's that when they actually care about a thing, they take it incredibly seriously, and they apparently care about being detectives. Yeah, I mean, they're they're giving it their best. We cut to Aquatar, and um, at this point we see a submarine, I guess, uh, puttering towards... Boy, all the aqu- can it, aquation, can you call, like... Is it, does, does submarine even make sense as a term for a thing when you they literally all live sub... I mean, marine? yeah, because submarine just means under the water. Yeah, like, it, so, it's, it's, like not a, it's, it's not standard. a particular term that makes sense when everything is under the water. Well, it's still a, it's still a car, even though we all drive cars. Like, I don't know. That's a bad analogy. Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> I said that and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, yes, it's still a submarine. Um... We see it uh, pull up to, like, one of the little, like, pod. I kind of like what they're going for with the Equation stuff in that it, like, it's sort of like what you think of with, uh, like, uh, Atlantis-type cities, but it's also supposed to look a little bit more, like, natural, I guess. It's it's like a cross between an Atlantean temple and sea lab. Yeah, but also the, it's the, uh, the, the, the outside footage looks like they got it from a Sentai, but I have no oh, I'm sh- idea. No, what I'm the sure outside they did. footage looks like they got it from a sea monkey aquarium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, we see Sestro. Uh, Hell uh, yeah, walk. my boy. Yeah, so the you know the the basically <laughs> the two the equations that that had lines. Right, Sestro uh, water, and Delphine, water Billy and uh, Girl Tommy. Yeah, girl Tommy and Water Billy. Um, uh, so Sestro uh, pulls a Gold Ranger in, and um, Delphine is there, and the Gold Ranger, something that will never really be explained other than to say is that like being on Aquatar is bad for him for some fucking reason. I, they no, really I, don't I, I think no, no, no. the implication is he was all his powers were already failing him. Yeah, no, he yeah, he's he's in trouble like he's hurt he's injured he's losing power or whatever and they straight up explain in this next scene that it's not being on aquatar's province aquatar isn't equipped to help him oh no no actually they they say like that aquatar isn't good for him yeah i I thought they said we'll we'll keep our eyes out um pretty sure but i did you're right i just i remember now last episode one of the Verox hit him with something that fucked up his powers. I do remember that now. So I guess this is an extension of that. Um, 
So he demorphs, and now we get our first look at Trey. He just looks like a dude. The trays, because they have like a little bit of a green tray and red tray and blue tray come off of him for a bit. Yeah, he like now, stays. This would as... be way better if he was a White Ranger, because for it, for it, the White Ranger to be made up of component red, green, and blue Rangers, oh, yeah. would yeah, have been really cool. fun. So uh, Trey's outfit is. I kind of like it for something that we're not going to see that much. He, it's kind of like a Roman yeah, it's style thing, but it's black and gold. Works uh, with and the scepter, whole deal there. Yeah, it works with the scepter, and then he has a belt buckle with the king symbol on it. His uh, his face mask symbol. Um, I like his, I like his eye scar for. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed flavor. to be like makeup or scar or whatever, but he's got a little thing over his eye. Um. He I, says he's. It's. I think the other two trays don't have the scar, which is a little strange. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, scarred his courage or something. Well, no, I one. mean, well, let, let's let's wait till we get there. But I, I don't think that doesn't make sense. Okay. Uh, so he tells them he needs Zordon's help specifically. Uh, so Delphine's like, okay, let's, let's, uh... We still don't know how he knows Zordon, and I'm not sure we get to know that by the end Yeah, of I don't this. know that we ever find out. <laughs> uh, so, cut to the command center. They have a, uh, visual transmission from Aquatar. Uh, and, you know, Cestro and Delphine are like, we have an emergency. Uh, we need to send you the Gold Ranger. He's hurt, um... Okay, his genetic makeup is incompatible with Aquatar. Okay. Question mark. That, that doesn't make any sense. I think my brain no. tried to salvage that by saying, like, it's incompatible with our equipment and we can't figure out what's wrong with him. Because that would make no. sense. That would, I mean, but no. It's just, yeah. like, no, he, 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 I gave the show he, too much credit. He exists on <laughs> Earth just fine. And Billy exists on Aquatar just fine. No, but something to be about fair, Aquatar doesn't work with Trey. To be mm. fair... The ability for aliens to interact with other planets is wildly inconsistent from episode to episode of this fucking TV yes, show. Yes, that's true. Um, the accretions f- themselves can exist on Earth in varying degrees of... Yeah, but they need I would water. argue that the whole yeah. show is wildly inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they say, now, let us present to you Lord Trey of Treforia, otherwise known as the Gold Ranger... And they pan over and show Trey, and all I could think of is that scene oh, from from Justice League Unlimited, where uh, yep. the Flash and Lex Luthor get swapped, and Lex Luthor takes the Flash's <laughs> mask off and goes, "I don't know who this is." Yeah, he's so exactly excited about unmasking the Flash, and then just yeah. well. I, I um I I imagine in like the earlier scene where they're like, okay, well. He's. We can see the Gold Rangers on Aquatar, and Billy's in the room. So no. Billy's not the so, Gold Ranger, but maybe it's. And then David walks in. Hey guys, Rocky's like fuck. <laughs> so, so when they when they're panning across all the Rangers before we get our we, before they get their first shot of the Gold Ranger, and they're like, you know, here here is the Gold Ranger. There's a sh- lingering shot on Billy, where his expression kind of feels like, but that's not me. it's funny they don't really there's no line where they're like oh i guess it wasn't billy like that's not brought up because the show has never openly acknowledged that it's hinting at it being billy it has it has you weren't here but that rocky straight up is like billy it's you and billy's like nah 
Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that was actually and one of my of this whole fucking train wreck. That was one of my favorite moments. <clears throat> is Rocky just straight up telling Billy to cut the shit? <laughs> yeah, and then and then at the end of the last episode, like Zordon is like the only way the Gold Ranger could know who we are is if the, we already know him, Billy. And Billy's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so anyway. It's this dude. Nobody knows. Nobody knows him. Uh, even Alpha and Zordon, who presumably know him, are not like, "Oh shit, it's Trey." Like that's not. Because remember, say they, they don't didn't know, know who him. it was either. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how he knows who they are, but whatever. I mean, it's you fine. can have heard of someone. Sure. Like the famous Zordon wizard, was a fucking Zordon. wizard who fought a witch for the battle for the fate that's of the true. fucking universe. Yeah, fair and enough. And Alpha's from a different planet, too. So. Oh, right. Fuck. Uh, so anyway, Mondo <laughs> yeah, is like... Yeah, Zach, did you forget? Alpha did. is, is from Edenoy. Mondo <laughs> was built by Mass Rider's grandpa. That's still canon. <laughs> that hasn't stopped being canon at any point. The comic so books so had an opportunity to uncanon it, but no, they didn't. It's still they canon. It ex- they made it extra canon for some fucking reason. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, Mondo is like, oh shit, the Gold Ranger's dead, yeah, and then Clank is like, actually, he is alive, but he's hurt, he's gonna try to return to to Zoran's place, so what we're gonna do is something that, boy, I wish we, I knew, knew we could have done before, because what they do is put a force field around the command center that makes it so if you try to teleport into the command center, you die. Now, Which seems... didn't... I could swear Zed and Rita did this at one point. They did something... They put a, a, a force field around the and command center so they couldn't teleport there. Well, well, yeah, they, I think they did it on Earth to block the accretions from coming. In, right. In, in fairness, that's also what they're doing with the command center. Because it's not that not being able to get in will kill him. It's... If he's deflected, this dude's just going to land in the ocean somewhere, no, no, and then no. that this, will kill him. I'm almost positive. I'll keep my eye open. I'm pretty sure what they say is that if he tries to com- uh, to warp into the command center while this shield is there, he will collide with it and die, which is like before the Zed and Rita one was just like, you can't teleport in here. This one, apparently what happens is you just hit a wall and explode, which seems way more vicious to me, but I could be wrong. Um, so, yeah, they say, okay, we're going to put this force field up. Uh, we cut to the command center. Tommy has, I think, his only line of the whole episode, which is, I hope he makes it, and that's it. You know, they didn't really need to give him that one. No, just worth noting that the, like, main character, leader, just hasn't done shit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In a couple episodes, really, honestly. Um, We see Trey getting ready to teleport. We see see Trey become a JPEG and then slide up on the screen. You know what? That's a really efficient way to transport somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. For some reason. He's going for space and he's like a 2D image. It's like flipping around and it's so good. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on, they put him in the Phantom Zone? Yes, yeah, I was just going to say, for some reason, the way that the Equations teleport technology works is instead of turning you into, like, a light ball, like Zordon does, they turn you and they put you in the Phantom Zone, and then you, like, slide around 
So, well, as a I mean, that's, image, a, that's not how they teleport. So I assume they had to adapt their technology for a non-equation. Oh, sure. Um, so they teleport him off. Uh, Mondo is like, all right, get that shit going. And then uh, Billy, uh, the alarm goes off. Uh, and Billy says, uh, oh, shit, he's in ca- Mondo's in case the command center in a unidirectional nuclear reflective shield. Uh, so I didn't pay real close attention to what he called it. So when the unidirectional thing actually came up in episode, I was like, hold on. <laughs> Hang on a second. Well, I'm going to need a better so, explanation of how this so, shit works. So Rocky says, what does that mean? But the face that Steve Cardenas is making is not, I'm confused. It's, I'm pissed at you for saying some dumb <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, I'm so mad that you said these words. <laughs> he makes this, like, really grumpy face, and it made me laugh. It's, I, well, um, and, and, and when Billy explains it, you kind of see him look a little bit pissed off, and it's, like, it's actually pretty good acting from, from Steve Cardenas. But, yeah, he says if Trey isn't redirected, he'll smash into the force field, which I, I think and literally... And then Tommy says something else, so he had more than one line. Oh, you're right. Sorry. He says, can't you destroy the shield? And I mean, he's uh, also going to yell a bunch of shit when they go into the water later. You're right. So. I forgot. For some reason, I, I thought that was all he says. But you are correct. He does have more lines. Um, Billy basically does what he always does nowadays, which is say, like, oh, I can't. The buttons don't work good. But I'll figure it out right before it's an I mean, actual Billy's, issue. Don't Billy's worry. Scotty at this point, right? Like, his, yeah. his role yes. all episode is to stall to explain why he can't just solve the problem until it's time for him to solve the problem. Yes, exactly. Um, Mondo is like, oh boy, this is great. And then uh, once the Gold Ranger is dead, I'll unleash my new upgraded technology. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we cut back to Balkan I, Skull. I, just, I can just imagine him muttering trademark after every patent pending. We cut back to Balkan Skull, who were like, well, I don't know how the fuck we look for alien parents, but let's just go around and see what we can figure <laughs> yeah. out. Actually, they say they don't know what Rito and Goldar are. Which is, which, really which actually, yeah, no, I yelled at the at my screen at this point, Bulk and Skull, you have encountered Rito and Goldar so many times. You should have Goldar picked them you up. now. Goldar picked give, you up in a bus and looked at me, you as a giant. You don't remember. You don't forget. You, don't you guys that have face. run in terror from Goldar, and then eventually kind of stood up to him because he got a lot less let, scary over time. Let me give the show some slight credit. They don't know what Goldar is, <laughs> but they, they should remember. Are, oh yeah, he's with that. He's sure. with that. Those. Well, Rita. But everyone Rita. knows who Rita Repulsa is. They should be like, oh yeah, but, he's from Rita Repulsa's crew right but to be fair do the population of earth like they know rita repulsa showed up one day and she bad yeah they have talked about her on the news right but i'm saying do they know she was an alien do they think she was a demon yeah they know she came from the moon Okay, well, it, that is it, fair. I mean, it doesn't really matter. What what Lexi's trying to say, though, is they know where Goldar comes from. Sure, fair That's enough. That's what she's trying to say. That is true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they say they don't know what Goldar and Rita, Rita are. It, w- it wouldn't really matter if they did. They yeah. have no, like, <laughs> like what are they going to do? Uh, but they try, and they go out to go ask people questions. Um, 
Rocky looks at this countdown clock in the command center and says, 20 seconds, we got to make a decision. What decision? I don't know, but well, some I kind mean, of what decision. To do, what to do about the teleport that's coming. Sure. Um, uh, Billy says he can't fix it. Tommy says, just redirect the beam, uh, which I guess he knows that Billy can do, and Billy forgot. Fine. I mean, he's just suggesting random I'm shit. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to say that people just assume Billy can do whatever they say, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, in fairness, this this moment, I know, I like, I get it. I get the urge to brush it off as just Tommy being fucking stupid. But, like, this is the closest to being a leader he's ever been. Because Billy's well, just like, yes. I can't take the shield down. And Tommy's just like, well, can you make him land somewhere else? Yeah, he's yeah. making yeah. an executive yeah, decision sure. in an emergency. Yeah. yeah. So they so, proud he, Tommy. so he redirects it to he Angel. He did a round of applause, everybody. Tommy did a leader thing. <laughs> I refuse to coddle this boy. He redirects the teleport to Angel Cove, which I guess is the name of the beach and actually is a good name. They've just never said it before. The way you said that, I just imagine them all say Angel Cove, look at the screen, and then go back to what they're doing. Angel Cove, <laughs> Act 1. Uh, so anyway... They they teleport over to meet him, and then a shot that made me laugh oh my for God, un- it's so thirty uninterrupted <laughs> seconds of a man who's a JPEG flying out of the sky into the water, and then bad CGI water splash happens. I think they just filmed like someone like throwing a glass of water, like you know, throwing the water out of it, and then and then superimposed it on top of this. It's so goofy looking, and also even aside from the bad visuals, in context of the show, whoops, they beamed him into the ocean. <laughs> which, which is then followed by like a minute of shaky cam in the water footage of all the rangers just like just fully clothed, around, fully clothed ocean. in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, because they go to pull him out of the water, and they're all in in their full clothes. And there's like a there's like a full on Baywatch like slow motion shot of them going into the water. They brought and out an underwater really... camera for this shit. Yes, there's there's a no, part. They did, but... Well, there's a part where Adam they like, ruined out some of the water. camera equipment for this shit. Go ahead, Emily. There's a part where Adam comes out of the water, and he's like, we have to find him! And it's, like, actually, like, well-acted, and I'm like, this doesn't deserve this! Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no, I will, like the, the thing about this, the cinematography that they're doing here is, like, I, it's not necessarily complicated, but the, just the effect of it, with them all, like, flailing around in the water, and the camera being in the water, like, it effectively conveys, like... The panic. stress of yeah. the situation, yeah, the panic, the, you know, the emergency, the... But having it... Sorry. Having it immediately following a really ridiculous shot is such a weird juxtaposition. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, this, <laughs> totally this episode's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, then... it's still hilarious to me, though, because it's 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 very clearly, like, the actors sort of... And, and the cameraman just kind of having a splish-splash party while tense music plays. It's just kind of funny to me. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, and we like, have... I, I do, I do love, and like, while well, well, we're complimenting the actors for like trying really hard in a scene that really doesn't deserve it, I, mm-hmm. I also like the follow up of Adam going like, "Where are they?" and Rocky just screaming, "I don't know." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and listen, then... they were literally in the water as waves are crashing and stuff. They probably actually had to yell. Yeah. 
And then finally, we see this, like, uh, to, to your point of just, like, shots that are too good for the show and the situation and everything, you just see Tommy... Well, actually, first you just see the staff, and then you see yeah, the Trey, just like... rises out of the water. Trey, like, fucking rise out of the water like Aquaman with <laughs> Tommy under him. Yeah, the and thing it's, is, it's, it's, it's Tommy's lifting him up to do it, so it's really yeah. silly, actually. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, also, it's also one of those things where you know that they're in standing water, so it's, yeah. it means that they were both, like, crouching down. So also, that, Tommy just spends silly. the entire shot, like, trying to keep his wet hair out of his eyes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and, and like, wipe water out of his eyes and stuff. Um, so they get onto the, uh, uh, they pull him up onto the beach, uh, and everybody's like, oh, man, we saved him. Also, everyone's uh, and- soaking wet except for Tanya, whose hair makes it very clear she is not. Yes, she was like, I'm not getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> it splashed um, a little bit of water on her shirt to make it look like she was a little bit in there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she uh, got into the water, but but uh, uh, Nakia Baris? Yes, name? Uh, she, was, she was not willing to dunk her head. Yes. Someone uh, get a her. That hair would take forever to dry. Uh, so, so someone get a screen crap of this next effect and like oh. make that the thumbnail because it's so amazing. <laughs> so then Trey splits into three people and it's they, like a wobbly wavy like yeah. stretching of the image. It's so it's so bad. I love it. <laughs> I, I genuinely love the splitting into three parts effect. It is so good. The, I we're gonna take a break in just a second, but I do want to say first. That they are like, who are you? And they go, I am Trey of Wis- uh, Trey of Courage. I am Trey of Wisdom. I am Trey of Heart. And then Rocky says, there are three of you. <laughs> <laughs> Great work, I, buddy. I'm so upset, though. Like it, it was like Wisdom, Courage. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are they going to do it? And then Heart. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, so again, I think, <laughs> I think it was too- Power is a fucking weird one to throw in yeah. with two, like, virtues. Yeah, I I don't think, I bet you one person on the writing team was like, hey, 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 like like Zelda, right? But I don't think it was like an intentional copying. I think it was probably Actually, I'm going to say it. Zelda's fucking triad is fucking dumb. Power is weird because it's like, and we're treading on Book of Madara territory, but it's like, here's a gift from, here's a gift from the gods. It's the power of intense, or it's sorry. It's the the aspects of courage and wisdom to unquestionably good things, and then also like power hungriness, basically. Okay, well, and like, also, okay. we are always, always, always going to give it to an evil guy. Well, here, here's how I see it, right? Like, power is like it's it's a neutral thing. It just ends up being in like the bad guys thing all the time because like sure, wisdom and courage are the um, attributes you need, but you also need the driving force behind them, which is what power is. Just, power I'm just saying is it's. Like, uh, I'm I'm just saying it's some Slytherin shit where you can be like, no, it's ambition, but really it's just evil. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Every master is telling a story. You get together to have a good time and tell a shared story. And some stories don't have ends. And that's okay. 
Join me, Damoon Rules, at the Master's Studio as we go behind the screens and look into the creative process at the heart of these stories. In fact, I will often, as a GM, let the story override the rule set. Inside the Master's Studio, an Audio Entropy original. Welcome back. Trey is three people. Hooray. So, can can I just say this right out of the gate? Uh Uh-huh. Well, well, everything that happened behind the scenes that led to this decision fucking sucks. And while the Treforians are definitely one of those, like, sci-fi ideas that completely break down if you actually think about the mechanics of them for, like, five seconds, Uh like, as a creative, off-the-wall sci-fi concept in a kid's show, I love the idea of Triforians. I actually am really into this idea. As a, like, this is perfect as a throwaway, this is a concept we're going to throw out for a couple episodes and then never touch again idea. I mean, I think yeah. it has legs. You can make a cool story with Yeah, it has that. six of them. That's, that's <laughs> three times as many as the average well, I just person. I mean, like, it's not much... It, it kind of reminds me of, like, if the gems... Like, all gems were always fusions, and then they broke up sometimes. But, like, you know, that kind of thing. But, like, well, I was, uh, I was actually about you, to say, and clar- I feel like this kind of... Can you clarify what you're talking about? Because in not st- everyone st- might know. Okay, in Steven it's, Universe. In Steven yeah. Universe, there's aliens that are rocks... Okay, no, no, forms. I mean, that's fine. You just didn't say what you were even, like, you just said gems, <laughs> like, that's a thing everyone would understand. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's well, fair. So, so what I was going to say is, I feel like the Triforians are definitely one of those concepts that, like, like if not as, a, as kind of a one-off thing in a kid show, could be a thing that's, like, you could build, like, a sci-fi short story around, like, assume, like, if, if this is the thing where it's, like, it's sure. metaphorical and you're not meant to over-examine it. So you let's, know, kind of thing. Let, let's run down some things really quickly. It's not Billy. We knew that. They they didn't. It's not Billy. It's not David. I don't even know if David ever shows up again. Uh, Tommy's brother, in case you forgot, because the show kind of does. It's not Skull. Uh, it's not Skull. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my, the Dark Horse candidate, but my personal favorite. <laughs> it's also not uh, the uh, Brad. What, what's the character from fucking? Was it Brad Williams? Hawkins, Brett Hawkins. Hawkins, Brett Hawkins. It's not Brett him Hawkins. either. Yeah. Which, to, again, to note, that is who voices the character until now. That's who voices yeah, him when he's in the thing. suit. Like, had yeah. they just not figured it out, decided until now, I, or what? I think literally they didn't know who the Gold Ranger was going to be until like, they were almost there. Like, yeah. So, so a lot of these fake outs were less fake outs and more just, I don't know, we're throwing some ideas out there. Yeah, so I think so. In fairness, in fairness, Something similar was happening with the whole White Ranger thing because remember they were using like uh, Curtis and um, yeah, what was his Another name? Guy. Richie, Richie, Richie uh, as like threats for existing cast members to potentially replace them. This was just them being like, okay, let's just sow the seeds for like seven different possibilities and just see what happens. And then just use none of them. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hint at it being Billy, let's hint at it being Skull, let's hint at it being David, let's now, even fucking fair, hint at it being the fucking VR Troopers guy, because who knows? To be fair, they never really hinted that it was Skull. That was more just a joke. Like, it was yeah, a joke sure. the episode was intentionally playing, but I don't I feel like they that. ever seriously <laughs> suggested it. In fact... It's been pretty clear from most of the episodes that I've seen that he's not, because he's usually doing something else entirely. Right. So they don't go with any of those things. That's fine. Having it be someone out of the blue is 
fine. Especially since uh, he only exists as a... We're going to transition this to the actual main cast right. member. The idea of them... Of it being an alien that that is actually three aliens is so fucking now, out of left field. Let's be clear. <laughs> it's not an alien that's actually three aliens. It is three aliens that are one alien. Yes, you're right. Sorry. The way it is described is that Triforians are a race of aliens that each have three distinct personalities normally joined as one. We are not told... Though I assume that other Triforians might be like Zack of Cowardice, Zack of... It's just three things. It's not yeah, necessarily... It's always I'm going to assume they get to choose what their titles are at some point. <laughs> well, well, my thought was this is a hero, so it's all positive things. Sure, but I'm gonna it might say, not always be. I'm just going to say right now that I would prefer not to speculate about a society where somebody is... is Labeled by society as <laughs> okay. Fair you know. enough. No, hold it. I I, I want to do some fucking let's because because the show never does. I want to I want to do some impromptu world building about the Triforians. What if the title that each like aspect gets is like it's it's a it's a it's a coming into adulthood thing. Like it's a bar mitzvah, or a quinceanera right. kind of situation. Yeah. Like I think that, that would be would fun. be cool. Yeah. But um, I am, works. but I am, uh, pretty passionate about people being able to choose their own absolutely designation, sure. Makes sense like to how me. people address them, what they're called. So I feel like it should be a situation where when they come of age, they get to declare themselves. Like this so is who I am. This is what I represent. So you're saying it's not necessarily that tray of courage is just like an embodiment of courage and that's it. It's just that's like the most prominent thing in what they they that's say. Like the this thing is what that they want gonna... to represent them. That's the thing that they want sure. to be represented by them. I think that makes sense. So, so yeah. So I, I, I kinda about... like that. That I like the idea of a society where like like you you basically don't have a middle name until like you get to X years old and then you get to pick it. I like yeah. a society where everyone gets to pick their name when they become an adult. That'd be nice. Then I wouldn't. Then I wouldn't have to explain shit to people all the time. But anyway, yeah. Um, um, so I, I'd like to imagine, like, if you're a, a Triforian, they're called. Yes. And you have yes. triplets. Then you have six <laughs> kids. <laughs> uh, do that math nine, again. Buddy. Nine. With nine, nine kids. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's my favorite thing. His name is Trey. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think all of their names are like tri- triple, try? No, that's what I was yelling at earlier. He's Trey of Triforia, and there's three of him. It's way too much. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too much. It's, I get it's that, that it's a thing. kid's show, and you really just right. go with these obvious plays on words, whatever. It just it's infuriates where it's like, me. It's, it's where, like... Like, Edward Nigma is pretty on the nose, but if his name was, like, Edward question mark Nigma, it's like, no, that's too far. You've, got, you've See, done too Edward much. Nigma <laughs> just infuriates me because that is a name that only exists because they want to do a pun on Enigma. Oh, it's, it's, completely un, it's, it's not in any way organic. <laughs> As a fan of the Flash, there's so many fucking villains who have just, oh, like, sure. here's yeah. my powers. Like, there's a guy who's literally named, like, 
Roy Jibiv or something like that. Oh yeah, no, like, yes, yeah. Comics, had, like, especially classic era comics, loved that yeah. shit. I it's, love yeah. it. It's so let's, ridiculous. Let's not forget William Talkman. <laughs> yeah. So the fucking King, my favorite guy. Yeah. Uh, do you ever think He's there's like? Do you, do you ever think there's uh, uh, like Triforians where like they're they're all born like say they're born Robert and then like two of them stick with that <laughs> and one of them's like you know what guys I'd actually rather go by Bob. Well, yeah, and then so like, it's, I mean, that Discord nobody, like tears nobody them apart. Nobody goes by Bob anymore. Come on. I, I, so I, it's, I really like the idea of like I am Robert of kindness. I am I'm, Robert of of uh fucking uh, Yeah, fuck Robert, there you go. Robert, Robert of fucking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm Robert of uh, um avarice and I'm Bob. <laughs> wait, 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 it's Bobby over here. This is wait. <laughs> you you didn't you, you were you outright rejected fucking as 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 a trait and you went with Avarice. I don't know. I didn't I gave you an out. one. I'm sorry, okay, but listen. <laughs> I just wanted anyway, to, I wanted to get to the punchline. That was the important part. I liked part. it. I liked it. It's good. So, <laughs> like, so while, while, we're, while we're while we're filling in this setting, I love that Emily just kind of accidentally like invented the the Triforian equivalent of the orange lantern. Yeah. <laughs> so so Bobby so Trey I named him Bobby. Maybe he's I forgot really his actual greedy name. Bitch guys, like come on, maybe yeah. he's just really greedy. So he, so Trey. Yeah, we so call Trey him Bob says, because I took his syllables for myself. <laughs> God damn it! So Trey says, "Okay, so yes, that's my whole deal." Now, also, Triforians are a race of peacekeepers who just go around and shove their noses in everybody else's business and help out people who need help, quote unquote. Which, like, sounds nice, except. Well, there's some, there's team, some team America world police. Yeah, there's some a, there's some allegories where that doesn't work out so well. Also, the, the Green time. Lantern Corps, which we've already kind yeah. of mentioned Green Lantern, but yeah. But yes, basically, that's that. That is the explanation for why he had just been helping them without really like becoming part of the team or telling them who he was. There is no explanation for that whole bullshit line like two episodes ago where he was like, if I tell you who I are, who, hold on. If I tell you who I am, I'll lose my powers. I think that was just a lie. Or also, uh, like, you guys, if I stay here, you're all in great danger. Like, wait, what? Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. I just think he didn't want to talk to him. Uh, but anyway, he says, <laughs> I yeah. mean, that has some credit with the Variks and all, but like. Sure. But he says, "Yeah, I wonder yeah. if it's. I wonder if it. I wonder if we just kind of were interpreting it based on our understanding of that concept, and that's not how he meant it." Yeah, that's possible. I, I so I, I did like the characterization because when I was watching the, the previous episode of this, where he's like, "Stay away from my friends," like he calls them his friends. He's just like, "Aw, this poor little alien boy is just like, oh, these yeah. are my friends. Yeah, They're, we're we're friends, even though we don't really <laughs> talk or anything. But I want to be friends with them." <laughs> so he is. Uh, so Cat's like, "Oh, that's why oh, you God, helped us." Do you think? Do you think like when he's on his spaceship on by himself, he like. He splits into his three beings or whatever, and they like spend a bunch of time making up pretend adventures he goes on with the other Power Aww. Rangers. <laughs> so he says, yep, that, that's why I'm always helping, but my battle with the Verox has splintered my unity being, which is what I guess they call Trey, just like when they're one. Um, and he can't morph until he... Well, actually, he can't use the powers at all. He says it's not even morphing. He yeah, just like can't he's use yeah, the he's, yeah, he's fucking 
He's fucking cut off from the grid. Uh, until he can become one person again. You know, um, that kind of, like, it's it's weird and convoluted, but within, it's got kind of got an internal logic to it. It like, tracks with how uh, a lot of the time the way they describe getting powers is like some kind of focusing device that like focuses the powers. Well, yeah. So it's, it, yeah. And, and like Zordon always makes a big deal about trying to assign them like attributes that make them worthy Rangers, which he's terrible at it, but it kind of right. gives the impression that like, there's some sort of like personal connection you make with the Morphin grid in order to right. get that power. And even like, even in the new movie, uh, the 2017 movie, it's like, Okay, you have to like kind of gain peace, sort of, and like, and, uh, you know, um, friendship and all, and, and unity in order to use this shit. So, right, if yeah, literally takes, you are. Yeah, it takes the, it takes the, you know, sort of the concept of having to find your, find your center or, um, really discover yourself in order to tap into your true power to a physical level. Right, where it's like, well, I, now I'm, like, split up, and it's not that it's bad that I have these multiple aspects, but they have to work together, or I can't use this stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's equal so, on having a nervous breakdown and not being able to go to work. Right. <laughs> We've definitely talked about it before, but that is one aspect of, of, like, the Power Rangers whole jam that I really, really wish the series leaned into more. Yes. Now, the one thing that I do like is even though behind the scenes... And, and, you know, they've waffled and, and screwed up this transition a lot. But character-wise, I like this part because essentially all the rangers are like, uh, oh, sorry, Trey says we have to give these powers to somebody and until I can get back together to hold them or I'm going to, uh, like, they'll be gone forever. The powers will, like, dissipate and we won't be able to use them. Um, and everyone just says, like, oh, that's fine. We'll give them to Billy. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no question about who they're going to give the powers to. It's like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. There's no debate. For once in the history of this show, it's not playing stupid in order to draw out tension in a plot. It knows that (laughs) it's got an easy answer to the solution. It knows we know they've got an easy answer to the solution, and they're just going to run with it. Now there's a dumb so, thing that happens, but I liked it in this moment. Yeah, I appreciated yeah. that. <laughs> well, so here's something I'm going to say. In spite of the dumb things that have led up to it, like prior to this and the dumb things that happened afterward, and and obviously there's the metatextual stuff with the way they treat David Yost, but I feel like this episode in a bottle is actually really great and actually really, I, I like the logic of it because like yeah. they give a, they, the characters clearly decide, okay, we should give, like the Triforians are cool. The characters decide, okay, we should give it to Billy. They give a specific reason why it can't be Billy. It, again, even if the out-of-universe reason for why it can't be Billy right. fucking sucks, in-universe, it's like, okay, this is still consistent. The the way what the villains do works, uh, just, like, I feel like this is a weirdly solid episode of television. It's just, there's so much going on around it that sucks. Right, yeah, I can yeah. agree with that. So and also, like, little Emily was heartbroken when... It wasn't Billy, especially when they're like, oh, it's going to be Billy, like, obviously, yeah. and then it wasn't. Yeah. I was like, no, Mm-mm. they kind of get you back next episode, which is yeah. cool. And but, I mean, like, yeah. they, I, I I, feel like I at least appreciate the fact that, like, on some level, the people making the show realized, okay, 
if we don't specifically like give yes. a reason why it's not yeah. Billy, every single kid is going to be like, "Why isn't it Billy?" Yeah, that's true. They 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 recognize like we have to address this. Like we can't just not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just also I'm just mad at them because they're really no. I, you should be. You should be. <laughs> I'm just saying we're just talking about like yeah, yeah. Well, they they dealt with it this way, but yes, that still is the shittiest thing. Um, so at this point, uh, they get attacked by Quadra fighters. Um, remember those? They still exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they tell everybody, uh, Alpha to teleport, uh, trays to the command center <laughs> and they're going to morph and question mark. They say they're going to- I actually, <laughs> like- so, so we've been doing a lot of shitting on Goofy special effects. I actually really like the way they do this sequence. It's not where bad, like yeah. they run from the quadrifighters and like they set off these smoke bombs in the beach, and like the they hide in a cave and some rocks fall. Like yeah. it's not high quality special effects, but for like the the tone and, and goofiness of the show, like it all works, it works pretty well. Yeah. I gotta I gotta than- say I'm glad they're finally morphing because between the water. And the sand and the smoke and whatever else has been flying around, probably sweat at this point. Uh, Jason David Frank is looking pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. The, the the hair is bad at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they say they're going to hold off the fighters, and they morph. And it is at this point that I go, "What are they going to do?" <laughs> I mean, they're just going to be cannon fodder. Yeah, because they have guns, but they're not like, they're just like pistols. Like, they don't really have anything that they can do. They're going to pull out their uh, fucking revolvers and shoot at the planes from the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they they run out there and just get shot a bunch. Uh, And then thankfully, the the Machine Empire and its infinite wisdom is like, how about cogs instead of the fucking spaceships? Like, why don't we just stop with the spaceships and send cogs? Uh, so some cogs pop out of the ground. Uh, there's a cog fight, which is fine. Um, and then Mondo and uh, actually um, Queen Machina teleport down. This uh, uh, Jordan from... Um, uh, Warren Beast uh, pointed out to me on chat that this is the first American footage of Queen Machina. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Um, and they make the most of it. Uh, because, so once the cogs start fighting the trays, uh, we get my f- my favorite line from Queen Machina yeah. ever. And like it's really good. She's like, oh, I do so love physical combat. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, nice. just God, that's the, just some pitch perfect aristocracy bullshit. Yeah, yeah, just the relish that she puts on that line is so good. Can we you just put it in? Because oh, I love it. Get him! Squash all of them like bugs. I do love a good physical contest. Very quickly, I also want to get another line. Uh, which is them, Mondo saying, Now, turn over the golden power staff to me! I'm afraid that would be unwise. And I'm just like, well, great. <laughs> I love that you, the tray of wisdom is just like, this is now, my one thing I say. Hold on, <laughs> you're assuming, what if one of the other ones is saying that specifically to uh, taunts the tray of wisdom? What if fucking courage is like that and wisdom's like, oh, fuck you. 
Courage is like, this is, this is, this is you. This is what you sound like. Yeah. <laughs> With your fucking big words, Mr. Wise Guy. God, I can't even imagine like having two other movies I mean, that I would think about it. With. They're out of sync. How fun would that be if that was played <laughs> up as them bickering? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the best to, to go back to Steven Universe, one of them, if you've never watched Steven Universe, there's. They're aliens that can, like, fuse together and become one being. Um, and one of the main characters is a fusion, like, all the time. Except when they're mad at each other. And that's some of the best shit in the series. Because you have, like, this character that usually is one person. But, like, the different aspects of their personality are pissed at each other. Which is very, very entertaining. And I would love to see that if that's what they did in this. Uh, I don't think Trey gets enough screen time for that to no, happen. No, no, there's no but, way that they want to yeah. develop this character that deeply. Yeah, <laughs> but so um, they finally go ahead and break the uh, the um, shield on, uh, yeah. on the so, command center. I'm go sorry, ahead. I just want to point, draw attention to this line because it's where I was paused while we were off ta- off topic. Um, at one point, uh, to illustrate, like right before this, ha- the they teleport him or whatever. Uh, Tommy's like, we've got to hurry. They've almost got Trey. What does that mean? Yeah, they've what almost that? Yeah. got him. Yeah, it's like there's a meter that's like how long they have to hold Trey before they can teleport right, like him. The idiots, how up. many trays do they have? This yeah. is the thing. There's there's a there's like a counter on on the side of the uh, side of the screen. There's like three tray icons, and two of them are grayed out because you lost them. By the way, I want to point out there's a part. During this fight, where all yes, there three is a port trays during this, fight. during this fight, it's happening right now. <laughs> There's a part where all three trays and Cat and Tommy are being held b- from behind by fucking Cox. The See, ultimate this, attack. <laughs> this is how you know Trey's not operating at full capacity because we've seen him as the Gold Ranger defeat that move. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's he can defeat the the most powerful attack in Power Rangers holding you. <laughs> um, yeah. And speaking of which, so Billy makes the blue special effects uh, go away from the command center. Yes, and we get. I'm kind of disappointed that the trays don't get like the traditional Power Rangers like streak of light teleport. No, it's they just kind of turn into a thing. Yeah, they just kind of turn into a purple sparkle and blink away. Yeah. Um. So at that point, uh, they're like. Tommy's like now to get serious which I guess implies they were like holding back while Trey was there because he's like a civilian I guess I don't know it's not clear I mean, he's weakened I get sure I well I think I think the idea was they were preoccupied with making sure that nothing happened to Trey so they were paying more attention to him than the fight yeah right. like if, if you play an escort mission in a game and then go right to like not having to do that anymore it's very freeing <laughs> um, it's very so true. at this at this point, uh, no one has ever liked an escort mission. At this point, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, literally half of Resident Evil Four begs to disagree. Uh, fair. That is a little different. Okay, uh, Tommy. Sorry, not Tommy. Billy at the command center um, talks to Trey, and Trey's like, "Okay, Billy of Earth, we are going to give you the Gold Ranger powers." And Billy's like, "I am truly honored," and it's it's very cute. It is very formal, but like I like the way that it, it. The scene basically reads of like the trace being like, "Hey, Bill, you ready for this shit?" And him being like, "Hell yeah, let's do it, baby." <laughs> yeah, 
he he there's like a knighting procedure he's like gift of power take flight billy the golden power staff is now yours and then listen we've only seen one other on-screen power transfer and as far as we know this is very much in line with this is just how it goes yeah that's true uh billy starts flashing when he grabs the uh the staff we cut away and don't see what happens yeah suspense uh (laughs) And we continue and kind of finish up the cog fight. So we don't, though. Like, they they're, they continue to fight, and then Mondo's like, oh, well, I guess if that guy's gone, we're out. Well, actually, no, Tommy, they, they actually defeat the cogs, which is surprising, because yeah, for a while now, they've really needed the Gold Rangers' help to do that. But Tommy, Tommy just does his sword his move. Power and then sword the Power move. Rangers are like, they get really cocky here. They're like, hey, all the cogs are dead. Mondo, let's fucking go. Let's go, chump. Yeah. I mean, king yeah, asshole. Are they cocky or are they doing exactly what they should do? Like, yes. All right, let's stop true. this problem once and for all. We'll just take you down, man. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the the house of gadgets tree disappears. They teleport away. Yeah, they say um, they've got better shit to do. Which do they? No, no they, just, they don't. They're just, they're just lying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mondo's like, uh, oh yeah. Well, my fucking new technology is gonna get you. Yeah, yeah, it's King King Mondo. Mondo. fucking new technology. King and, Mondo and, is mad, and, yep. and she Queen says, like, "Mind your oil pressure, dear." Remember, you still have your new technology. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, oh, of course, my new and technology." You'll, you'll, you'll need it in case there's more physical I combat. S- God, I hope that they don't even mention it next episode. No, I, hope I really hope this is just fucking. He got a new goddamn toy, and he won't shut up about it because he's trying yeah, to he impress like, everyone. He's he's like he has an iPad. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the, he's the rich guy who could afford to buy whatever new piece of tech just came out before anyone else. There's nothing you can do with it because it's like cutting edge and nobody has it, but he has to keep talking about it because he wants people to be impressed. Exactly. So, uh, we go back to Bulk and Skull. That's right. He bought a Dreamcast. (laughs) Hell yes. God, I loved my dream. I got my Dreamcast when it came out, and I was so psyched, and nobody else gave a shit, and I was so sad. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's the that's the Dreamcast story. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so the Balkan Skull go back to the um, uh, the detective office. Rito and Gold are like, "You're the best. We love you. Thank they you look, so much." They look legit, like disappointed by all this. Yeah, like they look and, sad that they failed. Yeah, and Bulk and Skull are like, well, I'm sorry, we couldn't find anything. And Goldar says, but we have to belong somewhere, don't we? And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's very sad. If this, um, if this wasn't a scene with the comedy relief characters that whizzed by after like 10 seconds, it yeah. actually would be really sad. Because yeah. Bulk and Skull genuinely seem upset that they let Goldar and Rito down. Rito and Goldar are heartbroken. Like yeah, the, Rito says, like, doesn't somebody miss us? Like, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, say, probably not. But turns out, <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Oh, hey, we got a package in the mail uh, to Rito and Goldar, care of the uh, whatever the fuck of the name detective agency is. This I is, forget. This is this is really good Private because because have it. This is really good because uh, bulk. You know, sees the package or whatever and goes and grabs the thing, but then Rito grabs the package away to read it, and he's like, Ooh, it's for us. Oh, it's empty. It's so <laughs> yes, that is cute. 
So Bulk opens this little like jewelry box looking thing and a golden like spark flies out. Two Bulk golden and... sparks. Yes. Uh, and it, it... Ah, my okay, favorite so... Mario game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, this spell makes Bulk and Skull fall asleep for some reason. Okay. Or they just uh, fainted. And then... They faint a lot. Yeah. And listen, folks, there's a lot of magical things in this episode. <laughs> this is the moment that made me the happiest. Yes. Two, yes. two fucking little picture-in-picture circles uh, just appear in the middle of this detective office, and it's talking heads of Rita and Lord Zed telling Rita and Goldar, hey, kids, it's time to come home. That's almost what Rita says. She's like, yoo-hoo, yes. boys. Yeah, so and they cute. also think they also think they're mama and daddy, yeah. which yeah. is very yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, dad. Yeah, it, it reminds which, me of Toka and Razor a little bit. Yes, yeah, yep. babies. <laughs> I I literally like awed at my screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. Rito um, is sucking his thumb during this yes. moment, and the, Rito and Goldar are like leaning against each other, like their heads are on each other's shoulders. There, like for support, I love, I it's adorable. It's, it is, it's fucking. So, so we've 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 talked at length about how weird it is, how like Rito and Goldar, Goldar especially went from like a genuine threat to like being completely infantilized. But like this is this is genuinely an adorable moment. Listen, it's been a fucking slide. Where we reached the bottom, and then it kind of curved up and shot us shot us back up in the air. Yep. And then we will never come down again. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, so who's ready for some bullshit? Yes, yeah. so now bullshit. Uh, we cut to the command center. Billy comes out and says, well, new guys, I've got some bad news. Tommy looks fucking excited. He's like, Billy, are you the Gold Ranger now? Yeah, I can't wait to fight alongside Billy again. He's like the last one of the original Rangers who's still around. I can't wait to like get out there and do combat with my old friend Billy. Oh boy, uh, yeah. uh, he says the power of the Gold Ranger can't be infused into me uh, because I absorbed too many somethings, negative when protons when the command center blew up all over my hold face. On, hold on. Negative protons. <laughs> <laughs> Negative yeah. protons. <laughs> now, now hold on, Lexi. What if what if he, he's talking about antimatter? <laughs> That's not how antimatter works. What if what if what if Billy doesn't know the word for electrons? <laughs> <laughs> This is different questions. You, you have a static charge built up? Just touch a fucking doorknob. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I they're specifically, at least according to, like, some fan stuff, I don't know if they ever show, like, a flashback and call back to it specifically, but Billy does, like, essentially get blasted in the face by a console during the explosion and everyone yeah, else during is the start just, of Zio, yeah. It, and everyone else is just like kind of in the background. And I think that's what they're saying happened. Um, what so they- here's here's kind of a scary thing is between that and the fucking uh like Alien Rangers time shenanigan shit that's gonna come back, like in canon, like again, we all know it's it's bullshit to justify, you know, getting rid of David Yost. But like in canon, Billy's been through some shit with his yeah, body. He gets like hyper aged later. 
Billy's DNA is all fucked up, I guess, apparently at this point, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so he says that means uh, it, I resist the gold power. It's, it's like, like two magnets you, like, yeah. resisting each other. But here's the thing is what they should have gone with is Billy goes like, guys, it turns out that there's a quest requirement. You have to have done a thousand push-ups. <laughs> and, then, yes. and then Tommy's like, I know the man for the job. Yes. <laughs> Bulk. Because he also had that. It was lifts, I believe, or uh, bench press. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was bench, bench presses. presses. Fuck, I fucked it up. That's uh, fine. Um, um, no, I think this is all just cover for them not wanting to admit the true, the true uh, problem, which is like Billy's internal color isn't gold. Like, oh, he's right. White, yes. He, if it was the White Ranger, or the Black Ranger, he'd be good. Nope. Yep. 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 He can't do it because he's. Yeah. Uh, He's not a gold Heck, he could, gold boy. Yeah, which is weird because he was going to be the yellow ranger, but <laughs> right. So <laughs> can you imagine if like a, a, one of the buildups I did to him, like be, like as like a hint to him maybe being the gold ranger, is that he's just like wearing bling all the time. Yes, because I was going to really say he comes in with like gold chains and shit. That would be amazing. <laughs> what? I'm not the gold ranger. What's <laughs> weird is is the um the way we get the cliffhanger of them being just like the the. The Triforians are just like, listen, we got to give these powers to somebody, and we got to do it, but quick. And Tommy just says, "Well, I got an idea for another person." And Zoran's like, "Well, you better go get him right now." And then everyone just kind of shuffles for about ten seconds, and then we <laughs> yeah, get the freeze frame. It's a weirdly extended shot for some reason. It's like they needed ten more seconds. Honestly, like what it looks like to me is they needed everyone to get into frame and just kept all the footage of them doing so. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. I, I obviously we know that it's going to be to- uh, Jason. Um, it's going to be Tommy. Tommy's going to be, be the red and gold he's, ranger. He's just going to do both at the same time. He's like, hey, um, if that guy can be three people, I can be two. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I put gold shit on top of my regular color before. I can do it again. Hey, I mean, Tommy has been two power rangers at the same time before. Remember when the white yes. ranger and the green ranger were both her thing? Yes. Yep. That's true. Also, that's literally what Lord Tracon is. I forgot that that's the whole premise of could, that. Could you see if they brought Jason and Jason's like, oh, yeah, fuck, I'm going to be the sixth ranger now. I'm going to do what Tommy did. I'm going to be the cool one. And then Tommy's like, yeah, you're the new Red Zero Ranger. Yeah, I can't <laughs> <I'm> the only <laughs> one. <laughs> How good would that be? Zorda, I don't know who could take it. Me. So, so <laughs> I know that their solution in the the recent like anniversary episode is to just give me give give, give Tommy like a morpher that shuffles so that like he can yes. do one Which color is at a time. Honestly, what really I, cool. It is yeah. cool, but what I wish they had done is just been like Tommy Oliver and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Morpher, <laughs> where he was just fucking everything at once. Make him look like fucking Quilt Man, you know? Just I'm just now, I'm see, every color, boom. Like like Zach said, that is what Lord Dracon's deal is, and it looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it just like incorporates different. But also, they have to design. The thing thing with Lord Draken is it's only the green and the white. I want to get the red in there. I want to get the black. I think what they should have done is like a CG like shuffle thing where he's like just constantly shifting between the different uh, costumes. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, So oh, that's kind of what the what are they called in in the comics? The like sentries, the like red, yellow, and blue guys. Anyway, uh, that's for ten people. Okay. So, um, that's it. That's the episode. It's pretty so, good. I enjoy it. Uh, we've had a lot of fun here today. 
talking about uh, you know men who are three men, but I just want to remind everyone of the only one and true person who is three and one. Okay. Axe body spray. <laughs> what? Uh, Axe oh, what? Axe <laughs> three and one is your shampoo, your conditioner, and your body wash all in one convenient package. Did you Alexi, sell ads? Lexi, I swear to God, you'd better be getting money for this. <laughs> did you sell ads and not tell me? <laughs> I'm sorry, did you all think I was going to be talking about Jesus? No, that would be blasphemous. <laughs> no, th- I knew you were going to do a swerve, but I thought it would be like another, like, a fictional character or something. I, I don't know, like, gonna... Triclops from He-Man, like, anything like that. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be fucking Axe. I don't like it. It's bad. Ugh. Man, listen, so you know last, all that stuff uh, I was saying earlier about hair care? Man, forget all that. That's so much work. Just get one <laughs> bottle that's got all the shit you need in it. Uh, last time I went No, on, it doesn't. It does <laughs> not. <laughs> no, it does not. It's last even got shit on, you don't need. Last time I went on travel for work, um, sometimes at fancy hotels, you'll find uh, elevators that have like a thing in them that spray a nice smelling stuff every once in a while, like a... Uh, um, what's that stuff called? Fuck. Uh, Febreze type thing. Uh, because otherwise, uh, elevators can smell real bad. Uh, unfortunately, this one just sprayed Axe body spray like every 10 minutes. Oh so every God. time, every time you got into the elevator, you got out and smelled like bro. That's a crime. Was, yeah, it was really unfortunate. Um, anyway, it's a fun episode. Uh, I guess we're sponsored by Axe this week. Um, but if you have questions, you should send them in to us at teenswithtude uh, on Twitter, teenswithtude at gmail.com, or Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. I have a couple. Um, the first the first one is from Ton, who says the whole Turbo Rangers movie or the whole Turbo movie is up on YouTube. That's probably not legal, but there we go. I guess that solves our problem of not knowing where to watch it. What was the name of the, of the listener? Uh, Ton. Thanks, Ton. Thank you, Ton. Uh, hopefully, it'll still be there when we get there. <laughs> um, Ton also has a uh, uh, Tony Award. Um, follow-up uh for us uh requested by mike uh, um don't explain but i'm very confused uh so ton uh last year asked us i to said guess don't you- explain she said don't okay. explain zach okay, she's very explain. explicit on that, on that front. <laughs> uh hades town won best musical none of us were correct uh however emily correctly guessed that the ferryman would win best play good job <laughs> Oh, sick. Boy, I hope they didn't pay them. <laughs> um, oh, Lexi. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Ton would also like to note, uh, fuck Tootsie for winning best actor in a leading role, which I think we already talked about how it's fucked up. They decided to make Tootsie into a, a play. But anyway, uh, so there's our, ba- our, um, our scores for that. None of us got best musical and we got play. Nice work. Um, let's see. Uh, Andrew writes in with a question. Um, let's see. Oh, he would like to know who did our intro music and who made our cover art. 
Uh, Mitchell. To be fair, uh, that's uh, stuff we should be saying at the end of every episode, yes, but it's been we should. so long. We should, which is why I was going to go ahead and, um, and, and cover this. Um, he, uh, so yeah, our music is done by Mitchell, uh, from formerly of, uh, uh, All Along the Watchtower, which well, I, I mean, guess he's is still not... with them. They're just on a yes, long, they're just long on hiatus. hiatus. Uh, he is a, a really good musician. Um, he has not had time to do much lately because baby. Uh, but yeah, he, he did our, our theme. He briefly he was has gonna a baby. Try and... He isn't baby, just to be clear. Yes, sorry. It's Power Rangers. So he either became could be a possible. baby because of some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, he briefly was going to try to do a Zio update, but uh, it just didn't work out. Um, uh, cover- if you go to if you go to the Teenagers with Attitude uh, page on Audio Entropy, there is a link to Mitchell's SoundCloud, by the way, so you can find more of his work if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, um, our uh, our art is done by a friend of mine named Ian Murray. Uh, you, I unfortunately don't know where to find his portfolio. I was gonna tell everybody that if you like, it, you could check it out, but the web address I have is no longer active. Uh, so I don't know where, where you can find that, but that's his, that's a dude's name. It's and just yeah, a buddy I, I of mine from college. I think, can you get a hold of him before the I'll, next episode? I'll try, but I haven't I heard mean, from him listen, in a while. <laughs> listen, if you can get me a link, I'll update the site. Um, yes, like Mike I will mentioned, do my best. that information and much more can be found at audioentropy.com. There you go. Yes, you can always check that stuff out. We usually try to do our, our best job to credit stuff, uh, especially on the website. Um, so there you go. Uh, is the cover art going to be updated per season? Probably not. Um, it's just, it's the, something The cover that... art only changes when the show changes. So if we ever do another Aliens with Battleborgs type thing, look forward <laughs> to a new yeah. cover art. Both the cover art and the theme, it's something, we, we talked about it for sure. We thought it'd be cool. The problem is, especially later, we're going to be, that would mean like a new theme song every, like, two-thirds of a year, basically, which yeah. is a and lot. Plus, honestly, the album art and the music that we have are really good. I don't really see any reason to change it. They're good. They're like, I don't know, like... <laughs> Emily, I, you sound like you're like, ah, uh, they're okay. No, 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 no. They're, they're really good. I really like them. I'm going to say they're good, and they're kind of like... Uh, I don't want to like sound like Ubisoft, but they're kind of like iconic to our podcast now. And like... um. Like the actual series is constantly lending, like, um, uh, God, what what was the word for that? They 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 keep going back to Mighty Morphin. You know what I mean? Like they constantly are like, oh, remember Mighty Morphin? So I don't think there's anything wrong with us sticking with like the Mighty Morphin look. And well, I mean, there's like... there's no ro- thing, nothing wrong with it. Period. Um, the the real key is brand consistency is kind of important, and even though we aren't like a you know, for-profit podcast, uh, the amount of stuff you got to do to make sure that you keep your al- you know album art up to date on the 5 million different things that are scraping your content and just in people being able to find you and recognize you, it I feel like there's more loss than gained by changing it up. Yeah, th- there are actually, I was thinking, there's a podcast called Blank Check um, that's a movie podcast and they do like mini series of podcasts where they go through different directors and they do change their art every time they do it. And I actually 
lose them in my podcast app sometimes because of that. Yeah, so, some podcasters hate that shit. Yeah, so it's it's kind of it, it's just a little bit of it's a, it would be a little trouble, probably not a ton, but uh, we also, may like, as well. Even the title of the podcast, Teenagers of Attitude, does not like apply to every single Power Rangers series. Yeah, we we had like, the listener who I'm sorry I can't remember your name right now wrote in some really good alternate names if we were going to change the name every time. But same thing applies. It would be it would just be hard to find us. So yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. that's. That's why it's Plus, just, there's uh, kind of a, there's kind of a hilarious uh, uh, subtext to it. Like if when if and when we eventually get to seasons where like the characters explicitly are not teenagers, the Zordon era is over. We have left the original characters completely in the dust, and we're still calling ourselves teenagers with attitude. Like I I feel like that just adds to the whole thing. The fact that we call ourselves teenagers with attitude is bullshit anyway. I mean, <laughs> yeah, none of yeah. us are teens. We didn't. Even, um, you guys didn't even start this when you were teens. You were like well no. into adulthood. <laughs> well, uh, so we were grown ups. Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, last we were couple over questions the age here. of eighteen. <laughs> uh, Tim writes in um, and uh, says, "Do you think the writers thought about making the Gold Ranger mystery make more sense and tie together some more loose ends, but decided against it because?" Uh, as Luke would say, it is a dumb show for babies. In other words, might there have been some scrappy visionary in the writing room who had cool ideas about how to put a quality mystery and reveal who it was, but was told to shut up because the quality doesn't matter and kids only care about the kicks and cool costumes. Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, I... There's literally I no way for us to know, so sure. Well, Well, so what I'll say is... That, I think, ascribes, like, a level of malevolence that I don't know existed. It. I mean, we, it's can't, probably, we can't know the, dyna- the social dynamics know. of a writer's room. Yeah. There could very easily have been one person there who was really passionate and just wasn't a senior writer. And yeah. they were just like, yeah, no, nah, we're, we're going to keep rolling with this stuff. Like, your ideas are cool. Keep working on it, kid. But, like, I mean, that could very easily be a thing, but... Yeah. The, 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 the thing is, no way to there's know for just. Sure. Yeah. I I don't think I don't think what we're dealing with is outright incompetence. It's just it's hard to tell where apathy starts and where the restrictions of having to work for Haim Saban ends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's it's I doubt. Here's what I'll say. Uh, and we again, as Lexi said, we cannot possibly know for sure. But I don't think they said. Let's write a mystery, and also, I don't give a shit. Like, it seems like really unlikely they started from the position of not caring. No, like, I, I, but, think, the, I think the idea that I floated earlier in the episode is what makes the most sense, which is they kind of didn't have a solid plan, right. and were just kind of yeah. throwing out different possibilities that they could then latch onto, which is honestly how a lot of mystery television is written anyways. Like, not yeah. mystery shows, but, like, shit like Lost. Like, they didn't plan out most of what was going to happen. They just kind of rolled with it and was like, well, let's see what we can come up with here. Yeah. Like, he he had a follow-up, which is, so why promote it as a mystery if you don't know what you're going to do with it? And I would say because that's what gets kids. Like, well, the kids I are would, like, oh, cool. I would, yeah. say, I, also, I would say you promote it as a mystery because you don't know what you're going to do with it. It's an right, excuse yeah, for exactly. not having the answers. Yeah, they were leaving yeah. their door open for doing whatever they wanted. Um, 
So, so yeah, I, I don't and think maybe, it was like... And maybe they had some stuff. They were like, well, we'll see if we can do this. And they, you know, they were floating stuff that they weren't sure if they could pay off, so they didn't want to commit to it. Like, There's a lot yeah, of possibilities I, I think, there. I think that knowing even knowing the very limited amount we know, it's likely that a lot of it was just like a ton of fucking... Like, there was so much going on in terms of behind-the-scenes stuff with them trying to lock something down... That, like, maybe somebody did have a grand plan, and it was like, well, that's not going to work because X, Y, and Z, and, you know, this person is leaving the show, that person wants more money to do this. Like, that, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it sounds more likely to me that it was just such a mess that it didn't, nothing really came together like they maybe wanted it to. Um, I want to, uh, t- uh, Tim also has this massive list of weird shit about uh, the reveal. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of it right now, but there were a couple I wanted to mention that we totally glossed over. Um, remember Sean, Tanya's shitty boyfriend? Oh, no. God, yeah. Uh, okay, Lexi. Well, Sean, uh, Tanya had a shitty boyfriend. There is an episode where he gets a golden magical cog that gives him superpowers. I'm sorry. That is the- that you guys is the never episode. brought that up. So, so not only did we not really bring that up ever after it happened, that is the episode before the Gold Ranger shows up. God damn it! I've got to, <laughs> I got to stay on this show more. Apparently, I'm the only one who can fucking do this job. Well, I didn't well, even, that didn't even cross my mind. That's the thing, like, Tim. Tim <laughs> says I don't think they made the connection. Well, neither did we. So, <laughs> there you go. Um. um Go ahead. No, I don't remember what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. And there were, I'll, I'll, I think I'm going to do more of these that he gave us uh, next week. Oh, when I we... remember what I was going to say now. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You should have made a Goldar. You should have been the Gold Ranger. Finally, somebody <laughs> says something around here that makes sense. Goldar would be fucking, it'd be so cool. He's a good yeah. guy now. And he turns to do it. It's not like they don't do it where He doesn't even have to be a become... good guy now. He can just be like, yeah, I'm trying this out. um the the other one i wanted to mention from his list is uh the the point that that we've kind of touched on but but not explicitly um obviously when they were making this stuff uh they again as we mentioned we they probably didn't know exactly where they were going he points out now that we've gone through all this uh that there's not really any rewatch value to those like 15 episodes now. Now, like it, it, they were just really spinning their wheels. And now that we've gone through them, I personally will probably never watch them again. And if I watch Zio again, I'll just watch like the last two or the, or the like last two episodes of the Gold Ranger reveal because. There's, and as he says, there are no clues you missed the first time around, no characters you didn't realize weren't present when the Gold Ranger appeared, no meaning to the fact that the Gold Ranger knew Zordon but had never seen the power chamber, etc. So, like, knowing that all that stuff didn't ever matter means that, like, watching it again once you've seen it is not very fun, which is I'm a fair point. Going to, I guess turn that around a bit and say has literally any plot of any episode of the show ever <laughs> yeah, mattered okay. like are, if fair. you're watching this show for the plot you can skip 90 yeah. percent of the episodes that's fair that's a fair like point. if you're not but watching yeah. the show to see like 
people in cool costumes beating up monsters. Why are you watching the show? <laughs> it, it is a reinforcement well, be, of the thing because we've, because we did a podcast. Yes, like, yeah, that too. But it is a reinforcement of the thing we've said, which is like it's just it just does make it frustrating when they're doing the shit with Billy, where it's like I've got a thing to do. Bye, and you know the whole time it's not anything. Oh yeah, no, that's that stuff is really dumb. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's the that's the questions we've got for this week. Um, as I said, if you've got some more, send them in. Uh, I'll probably read a little bit more of Tim's list next week because it's got some good points. Um, quick plugs: uh, my podcast with my college roommate uh, Geneva called "The Surviving Culinarian" is now up on AudioEntropy.com. Um, hopefully it, it's been submitted to iTunes. Hopefully it'll be there by the time this comes out and you can listen to it there. But if not, and you want to hear some stories about me almost killing myself in the kitchen or more useful things, uh, our first episode is about food safety. Um, you should check that out on the, on audioentropy.com. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to say, fuck iTunes, don't give Apple your time or money. Go to our website. Well, okay. I also the the iTunes submittal gets it in you know your podcatcher. But yeah, yes, fuck go your to our podcatcher. Website. Go to our website. Give us clicks. <laughs> Lexi wants clicks. So yeah, give go that, to give our me website. That good, good web traffic. Yeah, <laughs> and check it out. And if you if you enjoy it, please do. Uh, there's there's contact information in the episode, or you can at me at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter and let me know what you think because uh, I'm curious to see if people like it. Uh, Lexi, do you have any, anything you want to plug? Nah. Okay. <laughs> do you have anything you would like to say? Nah. This is okay, Emily. <laughs> um. Yeah. Actually, I have something to plug. Um. We haven't recorded it yet, and I don't know when it's coming out. But I recently saw the movie Bumblebee on uh, one of the flights I took recently, <laughs> and then um, it was actually really good. So I would. The Warren Beast crew are going to get together for a reunion episode to review Yay! the movie Bumblebee. So if you don't remember, like I used to be on the podcast Warren Beast, that's how I got on the network. And yeah, we're just going to get together and review a movie way too late. But whatever, <laughs> <laughs> just listen to that, it. That, that movie is. I saw it way after it came out because it's a Transformers movie, and honestly, I'd written them off a long time ago. That's it's fair. so much better than I thought it was going to be. And like, yeah, if you I, like, I think. I think I could overpraise it because it's like, it's not like I really like the movie. I'm a Transformers fan. It's probably not that good of a movie in the long run. But the fact that it actually is a movie with a narrative and yeah, like but plot it's structure like, and characters, it makes it like, like a yeah. million times better than any of the Michael it, Bay movies, which completely lack any of those things. It's it's <laughs> like sweet and nice, and yeah. that's really like all you need. <laughs> which the other movies so. are incredibly not. Like the last yeah. Transformers movie no. before Bumblebee was like it had a scene where um uh fuck what's that actor's name? He's Who cares? You, Anthony, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins and a robot saying the word bitch 93 times in a car. Like, it's like, while during a stupid chase that doesn't matter yeah, at no, all. No, I like, mean, no, those are the things mm-hmm. Michael Bay cares cares about. He very explicitly and aggressively did not want character and plot in his movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. and there's a ton of it in Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee's Especially fun. with the title character. And yeah, we're going to review it. Go check it out, you know, come back and... 
and 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 enjoy the crew getting back together. You probably never even heard the podcast before, but do it. It's a good, <laughs> so, po- it's a good podcast. Not to good. not to diminish the legit cool news that you guys are doing this, but I do like. Yeah, I have something to plug. It doesn't exist yet, but <laughs> well, I mean, I, by the time Emily, this episode, Emily, out, I'm just teasing. It's it's yeah. funny. We're we're we're, we're going to be recording it this week, and it, by the time this is out. It'll probably be out like very soon after, if not before. So yeah, go check go. out, uh, go to the audiohp.com, look at Warren Beast, see the latest podcast in the feed. And hey, if you like it, maybe go through the archive. The first uh, 20 episodes are a little bit rough, but you know. <laughs> it gets there. Yeah. Um, Mike, do you have anything? Uh, uh, you can find me at Mike Loves Rabbit on Twitter. That's that's yep. it. Short and there sweet. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, I said at Chinchy McChilla. Yeah, you can go look at videos of my cat licking my head. It's really um, cute. It's <laughs> I love Chilla. All right. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Come back next week, and Jason's back. Woo! Hooray! God, you guys uh, just also keep the ruining, rest of all, ruining all these surprises. <laughs> um, Zach, Jason David Frank's been in every episode for a while. Oh, oh boy. Okay, I have some things <laughs> to explain to you, but we're going to do it off air. Uh, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Lexi. I've been Emily. And I've been Mike. And may the power protect you always. May uh, Axe all Body Wash protect your body all day. No. Oh.